Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly and co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Today's discussion is going to be CNN's audio. I'm just not Trump told Woodward. Uh, he wasn't uh, concerned about catching COVID in a uh, newly released audio video interview. So we're going to play that. And then CNN uh, also Trump to be hospitalized at Walter Reed Medical Center. Let's play the audios. You've said it. This is a monster. This is a scourge. And it is the plague. It is the plague. And the... And, and Bob, it's so easily transmissible, you wouldn't even believe it. I know. It's. I it, mean, you can you can be in the room. I was in the White House a couple of days ago, a meeting of ten people in the Oval Office, and a guy sneezed innocently, not a horrible, you know, yes. just a sneeze. The entire room bailed out. Okay, including <laughs> me, by the way. Really? <laughs> no, the room bailed out. I mean, this is a different. Well, you're uh, risking getting it, of course, the way you move around and have those briefings and deal with people. Are you worried about that? No, I'm not. You're I don't not. know why. I'm not. I'm not. Why? I don't know. I'm just not. Okay. Well, <laughs> you, you know, th- this worried. is... To, I mean, I hope, hope somebody... By the way, how about the, how about the oil deal I made over the weekend that everybody said was impossible? That's interesting. All right, that's the video. So uh, we have we saw the president walking out. We saw Mark Meadows. They were, they were wearing masks. Others uh, carrying some, uh, I assume, uh, equipment. I don't know what kind of equipment it was, but you saw them walking out with masks as well, boarding Marine One to make this flight. Uh, the helicopter still in the air over Washington, D.C., making its way to suburban Maryland, just outside Washington, D.C., to Bethesda. Uh, it, 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 you looked at and Sanjay Gupta is with us. When you saw the president, Sanjay, and you're a physician, you understand these things. Uh, what, did, uh, what did his look suggest to you? Could we make any determination as to his state uh, when we saw him walking out there, Sanjay? No, I, you know, I think it would be hard to, to speculate too much on that. Obviously, he was walking on his own. He seemed to, to not have any difficulty with that or, or going up the stairs or anything. Uh, he was wearing a mask, as you point out, which is absolutely mandatory now, especially now that he has the virus. Uh, we know that. Um, but, no, there, there's nothing particularly concerning that you see when he just boards the, the helicopter there. Uh, but I w- wouldn't have necessarily expected that either. You know, he, he, uh, uh, even with moderate symptoms, uh, you know, fever, um, not feeling well, fatigued, whatever it may be, uh, this would still fit with that. It's the level of concern, Wolf, that prompted this, uh, the, 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 the helicopter flight over to the hospital. So uh, hopefully, as you have asked, and hopefully we'll get more details about what prompted that specifically, but we know he's going there and he's, gonna, he's expected to stay there for some time. So that, that's just, they're giving us clues here that there's a level of concern that obviously changed, as Jeremy Diamond pointed out, throughout the day. And, um, and you know, we're, we're sort of forced to speculate on what that is. So hopefully we'll get more details, uh, maybe from the medical team at Walter Reed after he arrives there and is assessed. Jim, you were there when the president walked out of the White House? and Border Marine One. Yeah, I know you have some new reporting on his condition. Yeah, Anderson, I talked to a, a Trump campaign advisor just a short while ago who said uh, that this is serious, uh, that uh, the president has been having uh, some trouble breathing. 
uh, that he's uh, been very fatigued today, very tired, uh, and, uh, you know, emphasized that, you know, this is not just a run-of-the-mill trip up to Walter Reed, that this is a serious situation. Talked to another uh, source familiar with the situation this evening who said uh, that there are serious concerns among White House staffers about the president's condition. Uh, now, we should add to all of that, Anderson, that White House officials continue to maintain that the president uh, is just experiencing mild symptoms from the coronavirus, has a fever, uh, and, that, and they expect him to pull through just fine. But uh, to have the president of the United States transported uh, via Marine One to Walter Reed, where he's going to be staying there for the next uh, few days, according to White House officials, uh, and working out of the White House, according to those White House officials, uh, that indicates that, that this is perhaps more uh, than just a mild case of the coronavirus. And, you know, the, the Trump advisor I spoke to earlier this evening emphasized that, uh, that this is a serious situation for the president at this point, Anderson. You know, Jim, it seems like with the public statements coming out of the White House are just pretty much meaningless. I mean, we were told just a few hours before the president actually left to go to the hospital in a helicopter, was airlifted to, a, uh, to the hospital, that the president, you know, would be convalescing for the entirety at the White House, that they could cover all his needs there. Now they say he'll be at, uh, the, at Walter Reed for uh, a couple nights. They have no idea. Uh, I mean, that's, just, that's not a factual statement. Um, I think there's some wishful thinking going on over here, Anderson. I, I mean, I would tell you I talked to a separate White House official this evening who said uh, that the president's uh, symptoms are more serious. Uh, more concerning than those of the first lady at this point. And that's part of the reason why he had to go to Walter Reed. And so, you know, we don't want to, um, you know, overstate the situation. Uh, but to some extent, Anderson, what we've been hearing from the White House all day long and White House officials all day long is sort of, you know, nothing to see here. Please disperse. Uh, when, in fact, uh, it sounds as though talking to our sources that the president's conditions have worsened throughout the day and that this has caused some alarm inside the West Wing, that they were concerned enough uh, that this decision was made to get the president up to Walter Reed. And I think if he's going to be up there for a few days, um, you know, we'll have to go back. And, and you said you'll have some folks on who will be talking about this from a historical standpoint. You know, when is the last time we had a president of the United States at Walter Reed for that kind of period of time? That that indicates to me that th this is serious. Yes, and this is, a, you know, these are right. CNN reports. Um, mm -hmm. So we, what we've been finding out is that the president did have a fever um, mm -hmm. supposedly on Friday, last Friday, and then uh, actually uh, was uh, feeling uh, ill uh, when he went uh, through this week, a little bit of weakness sure. and, you know, a little bit under the weather. Um, mm -hmm. He uh, tested positive yeah. uh, supposedly for this virus from what they're saying in the reports on Wednesday. And then he was um, actually uh, did after left that and then went to a couple of um, meetings, you know, meetings, one yeah. indoor uh, roundtable meeting, uh, and then also uh, with about 250 mm -hmm. people who were, you know, raising funds. Mm -hmm. and Let's see what he also said, yes. Colonel, about uh, yeah. we have uh, one of our people on the line, uh, Ernesto Borges, who, of course, is... Yes. Oh, good, good afternoon, uh, Cliff, Doc, how are you? Oh, fine, Michelle? good, good. Good. Everybody, good. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, um, you know, this is, um, this is, this is uh, amazing. I mean, it, it's something that certainly could have been predicted uh, because of the way that the president has been um, 
uh, reckless in a certain uh, to a certain degree, mm-hmm. uh, reckless for himself, people oh. in the White House, and and the American people. Yeah. Um, you know, it's obviously it was pretty serious for them to yeah. uh, send him to Walter Reed well, Hospital. Had, had to do that because, and um, it, it's you know he has all, he has all these underlying conditions. I mean, obesity, uh, his age. Uh, I think he's got high blood pressure, maybe high cholesterol. I'm sure those um, those factors uh, come into play. Well, the also, blood pressure so. really doesn't really play a big part. Of the the biggest part is really the obesity, and then obesity, you know diabetes yeah. is one of the big risk factors. But mm-hmm. it's really not right. uh, uh, conclusive about hypertension itself. But he was placed on two medications, and one was uh-huh. Regeneron uh, polyclonal antibody. So he was giving one dose of that at an eight gram dose. And so the studies right now, uh, this is only being studied in 275 people right now. And as a result uh, of that study, uh, this recently they released the, uh, the results of that study uh, preliminary, and they said that four people actually had an f- infusion reaction and two other people had uh, very severe side effects. But those mm. have not been noted in the literature yet about what those things were. No deaths at all. But what the, the the issue is that you have to be hospitalized when you're getting these forms of treatment, and that was under because an emergency youth authorization was not granted for this study yet. Uh, so what they are doing is on the compassionate uh, care, and usually compassionate care is reserved for people who have uh, been on a lot of. Um, a lot of uh, different uh, therapies, so they either are, mm-hmm. you know, on ECMO, extracorporeal uh, membrane oxygenation, on a ventilator, or the person is on, you know, yeah. needing a lot of therapy with high doses of oxygen. So for them to take that step was kind of unusual. Also, the company's now moving towards doing a 4.2 gram uh, dosing because uh, the placebo, uh, if you did not get the drug and you were just part of the study, uh, it takes about 13 days for you to recover or to for the resolution of your symptoms. If you do the 8-gram dose, it's about 8 days. And if you take the 4.2-gram dose, it's 6 days, so it's less than the higher dose. So he got the 8-gram dose, and I'm wondering, you know, what the reasoning behind that was because supposedly there's a push to go back to the 4.2-gram dose. Also, he's under remdesivir, which you administer on a daily basis 5 days, but usually when you give that, you have to watch a person's liver function and their kidney function. And as a result, you have to be hospitalized. They are watching you and monitoring very closely for that. So they're, they're sort of getting a little bit more of a cavalier kind of uh, uh, impression of how he's doing because he's in, you know, when you are with this uh, COVID-19, you have a course that has to be protected by time. And, and the care and the supportive management you have, I, I wish him all the uh, the best in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I wish all the best in the sure. world to Melania Trump. Mm-hmm. And then you have Hope Hicks. You have Kelly Ann Conway, uh, Bill Stevens. You have um, Chris Senator Christine. Tom, uh, Tom, you know, Senator yeah. Tom Bill Stephen, uh, Mike, Stephen Miller, they don't know what his results are as yet. Mike right, Lee, right. another and senator. Mike Lee and Ron Johnson um, is positive. Yeah, um, Rona yeah it's um, uh, Reverend yeah, this, John this is, Jenkins. And these the people that helped yeah. him with his debate right. uh, preparation right. and right. also the, um, the mm-hmm. 
affair they had in the Rose Garden for the uh, new uh, nominee for the Supreme Court justice. Right, um, right. But, you know, everybody was so yeah. cavalier about this, as mm-hmm. if they were immune. The people in that bubble were somehow immune to this virus, okay. which uh, they sadly found out that they are not immune. Okay. Um, but it must be pretty serious for them to take him to Walter Reed and they give him the maximum dosage of this right. uh, Regeneron okay. um, uh, drug, which, as you said, hasn't right. been proven to right. be uh, the efficacy, I don't think, has right. been established right. uh, yet as to... Um, as to this drug, but okay. is, there, uh, is there some danger to it? I mean, uh, I saw yeah, the, that's why it's, it's, it's part of still a research drug. But we're moving yeah. on to another yeah. topic because we're running a little bit on short on time. Okay, but yeah. but as Trump refuses to commit to a peaceful transition, the Pentagon stresses it will play no role in the election. President Trump facing swift pushback today after he refused to commit to a peaceful transfer of power if he loses in November. Well, we're going to have to see what happens. You know that I've been complaining very strongly about the ballots. Though the White House tried to spin what Trump said on camera, even Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell issued a tweet saying there will be an orderly transition in January should Trump lose to Joe Biden. But McConnell and other GOP lawmakers refused to call Trump out by name, and some even deflected to Hillary Clinton. Uh, Hillary Clinton said Joe Biden should not accept the result of the election under any circumstances. But she's not the candidate. The president's the candidate. He's not committing to accept. How many people have you asked on the Democratic side whether or not they would support the outcome of the election? But once you do that, she's not the Former Vice President Joe Biden quickly hit back at Trump. What country are we in? Look, uh, he says the most irrational things. It was only weeks ago that Attorney General Bill Barr scoffed at the idea that Trump would not cede power, telling the Chicago Tribune, I've never heard any of that crap. I'm the Attorney General. I think I would have heard about it. For months, Trump has tried to cast doubt on the outcome of the election. These ballots are a horror show. Because the only way they're going to win is by a rigged election. I have to see. Look, you, I have to say, no, I'm not going to just say yes. I'm not going to say no, and I didn't last time either. Though he's claimed that mail-in voting would be rife with fraud, his FBI director testified today there's no evidence of that. Now, we uh, have not seen historically uh, any kind of coordinated national voter fraud effort uh, in a major election. Uh, whether it's by mail or, or otherwise. As President Trump faces blowback for his comments, he was loudly booed as he paid his respects to Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg at the Supreme Court today. Trump will announce his nominee to replace Justice Ginsburg this Saturday and said he wants them confirmed before the election in case there's a dispute over who won. We need nine justices. You need that. Uh, with the unsolicited millions of ballots that they're sending, it's a scam. It's a hoax. Yeah, this is amazing. Um, it is. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, Rochelle Crump, tell me, are we going to have a peaceful transition? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Hi, Rochelle. Well, let me just say, <laughs> how is everybody doing? I'm okay, president good. and accounted for. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you think about this president, and let me just say, I hope that the president gets well and all of those who are affected, mm. you yes, know, by yes, this tragedy. Yes, but I'm not sure why everybody is surprised that he would not agree to a peaceful transition. Yes. He has shown throughout his legacy, if you will, 
the continued acts of not being presidential. That yeah. would be first. Mm-hmm. And then he never listens to the experts. He never listens to the people who basically have been trained, who have foreign policy experiences, who have military experiences. They've made it clear. They've made it clear that this is not something that they will be involved in, and that's good to know. But, you know, they're also worried about it because, of course, you know, there are appointments, there are things that basically tie to their livelihood, too, and he has the power in order to dismiss people for no reasons, and he's done that before, too. So when you look at that and you listen to all of those experts, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, General Mark Miley, he made it clear. He's contacted Congress on his behalf to state that, you know, we will not be involved in this, not at all. You look at the others who have said the Defense Secretary, Mark Esper, he says, I do not support in invoking it for the Insurrection Act. You know, and so you look at the U.S. Navy, Captain Brock DeWall, he yes. also indicates that, you know, this is not something that they should be doing. This mm-hmm. needs to be in the court of laws in which handles those things that are of any uh, discrepancies or things that they should be doing. He, the president hasn't shows the taxes. He continues to talk about mock people who are disabled, talked about the military. Why are we surprised would be my question with a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what, what do you think that that uh, transition of power would look like? Do you think that, you know, I, I mean, do you think it's going to be more of a confrontation or I, if, if, you know, if it occurs, because we don't really know who's going to win the election yet. Um, absolutely. Right, right. There is no reason for him not to agree to a peaceful transition. I don't think that anything will be done immediately if there are any questions about the election process, the fraud, or, you know, anything like that from across the nation. I think Mm -hmm. there are already some policies in place that will, Mm -hmm. you know, halt all of the voting mechanism that is going to declare a winner. So I think yeah. we don't have anything to worry about that now. Is it going to be tight? Is it going to be right? Are people going to not be, mm-hmm. you know, satisfied with the way the election is running? Well, mm-hmm. you know, we're in a time now that's not a normal situation, so there's going to be some glitches. It is. We shouldn't even expect the decision right away. So, you know, in terms of what he should do, he should agree to a peaceful transition, if oh, nothing boy. else. Whether he believes in it or he doesn't believe in it, he has the power to do things that will hurt the country if, in fact, he uses those political powers, if you will. But overall, he should stand up like the president and declare whatever it is and move on if that is the election process. Thank you so much, Rochelle, for those insights. Um, We're going to move on to another topic now. Uh, See how voters are reacting to Trump's tax bombshell report. And we're going to have a doc, you know, Ernesto Borges talk about this. But let's hear the audio clip. At the Marietta Diner in suburban Atlanta, the bombshell of Trump's tax returns isn't on the menu. But it is on the minds of voters. That's just a matter of how he runs his business. The latest polling in Georgia before the news broke showed the race between Trump and Joe Biden a dead heat. Could the revelation Trump only paid $750 in federal income taxes in 2016 and 17 tilt the balance in Biden's favor? Would that make an impact on your judgment of the man? Um, the man? The man is not perfect. 
I know that. I'm not perfect, but uh, I think he's accomplished a whole lot. One look at Ira Pence tells you who he supports, and he thinks Trump's tax news is a good thing. I just think that's wonderful. I work very hard at trying to pay as little taxes as is legal. And waitress Linda Trapani doesn't believe the news at all. And here we go again. Once again, it's, first of all, it's from the New York Times. Maybe I'm taxes. But at a nearby booth, Nancy Macharia is furious. I was shocked. Originally from Kenya, she's a software engineer who says she worked three jobs to get through college and points out Trump often depicts immigrants as the ones cheating the system. We have a lot of immigrants in this country that work very hard for such little money, for such long hours, and they pay their taxes. Trump's campaign communications director calls the New York Times reporting on the president's tax returns completely inaccurate. Retired business teacher Lemuriel Adams says Trump's tax returns prove he's no financial genius. It's a lie. Yes, you know, that, that's the CNS, uh, CNN audio clip. And uh, I'm going to have Ernesto weigh in on that. Um, you know, I, I was, when, I was, uh, when I was in Iraq, I was paying taxes back on my money back here. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he pays uh, sales taxes and things like that. But as to income taxes, uh, he's paid very little. And it just amazes me how uh, these people give him a pass on everything he does. I mean, if everybody and a, a lot of these uh, billionaires and so forth are not paying their fair share of taxes, some of these big corporations, and Trump and, and the way that these people in Georgia and I'm sure other parts of the country uh, give him a pass on it. And uh, to say he's not perfect, he's far from perfect, but it's uh, he won't release his taxes. I doubt that he's under audit, that he's been under audit for the last three years. Uh, but, you know, it's, it seems unfair and the tax breaks that he's giving to, he's give, he has given to the, the top, uh, one percenters and so forth. Uh, he continues with this, but I don't think it's going to move the needle at all, uh, with, uh, with his, his core people. He is, uh, he is able to, he's just a Teflon Don and he's able to do whatever and people don't seem to be upset about it. It's, it's shameful and the tax code needs to be revised. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hired these very, um, uh, the people who actually write the tax codes and give it to the legislators to pass. Those are the ones who know where all the loopholes are. And to spend $70,000 on a haircut and be able to deduct that, that that's, it's ridiculous, but that's a big uh, tip. people are going to give him a pass on it, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe the people on the fence might not, but uh, hopefully mm-hmm. there'll be enough that are on the fence or undecided that may decide uh, in, in, uh, not in his favor, but in Joe Biden's favor. Yeah, and Ernesto, but one of the things uh, is that he only paid, he paid $750 for, I think it was 2016 right. or 18. He paid more money to Stormy Daniels than he paid in taxes. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> A lot and, more to Stormy Daniels. <laughs> and then it was also, you know, he only paid $0 for for 10 of the last 15 years, according to the New York Times. So, you know, know, I I can see, you know, I can see going to get a break on taxes. Everyone wants to do that. But to pay zero dollars, I can't, I can't fathom that. (laughs) Well, it tells you that the tax code needs to be revised um, because it's so esoteric, so hard to understand these tax codes and all the loopholes. And uh, but, you know, the big shots, they're the guys who write the tax codes. 
right. and, and pass it on to their legislators to, to pass it. And then there needs to be some reform. He's talking about the swamp. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I guess he says Obama's the one that he blames it on Obama, that yes. Obama's the one that allowed him to take yes. all these deductions. Yes, necessarily expected that either. You know, he, he uh, uh, even with moderate symptoms, uh, you know, fever, um, not feeling well, fatigued, whatever it may be, uh, this would still fit with that. It's the level of concern, Wolf, that prompted this, uh, the, 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 the helicopter flight over to the hospital. So uh, hopefully.